Okay, this is podcast season, apparently, because inspiration just struck. So, intention inspired. With intention inspired, we are going through the 30 days of love challenge. This May, right now, it's happening. We are on day two of May, and I am on day one of love. I'm a day behind. And as I started going into it, created space it's just like now's the moment (sighs) feeling it and just noticed how nicely the the course flows day to day i think it'll work well in podcast format given that's one of my favorite ways to consume oosh that word consume content uh to intake information and podcasts work because I can take in even more information with free hands. So if you're like me, enjoy day one of love. The intention for this first day is curious. I am curious. Opening the door to transformational love. So today we begin to lay the groundwork for our journey towards experiencing love of self and of others in a profoundly different way. So here is a little introduction from Amy sharing about uh, what we're about to get into. Amy Leo, she is the creator of this course. Thank you, Amy. Welcome to day one of the 30 Days of Love Challenge. I am your hostess for the journey. My name is Amy Leo, and today's intention is curious. Curiosity is really at the heart of transformation and change. And one of my favorite quotes kind of alludes to why this is the case. It goes something like this. The most difficult thing to learn is something you think you already no. So let's dive into today's going deeper section in order to spark the intention of curious. Ooh, I am curious. Nice. So here's a little affirmation. You can repeat after me if you like out loud or in your head towards this intention. I am curious. I am open to moving beyond what I think I know to be true in order to expand myself without the desire to learn or see something new or different about love, it will be more difficult for me to experience transformation in this area. I am curious. And here's the deep dive, the curious deep dive. So I'm about to share a video sharing three life-changing stories of three people in very different situations. And the video is just a drawing of the audio. The audio tells the story, so you don't need the video to to follow along. We actually took these audio clips um, with Amy and then 
worked with a um like a a whiteboard artist there's like whiteboard storyboard the story out loud out uh <laughs> not quite out loud anyway you don't need the video okay so then this video audio journey we're going to witness three life-changing stories of people who are in very different situations. So as we listen to these stories, ask ourselves, what is the reason why these three people experienced such a profound transformation in their lives? What could be the common denominator? And here's a little hint as you're thinking about that. They all had different childhoods, made different amounts of money, are from different cultures, different genders, and they all don't meditate or eat healthy foods. So here's the video. It's four minutes. Meet Sherry. Sherry Huber was born in 1944 and was filled with so much insecurity, doubt, and confusion of what to do next in her life. She attempted suicide in her mid-20s by putting a shotgun to her stomach and pulling the trigger. When facetiously asked by a doctor, why did you survive? Sherry heard the question deeply and with purpose. She miraculously survived the attempt and has since dedicated her life to finding inner peace and helping others move beyond their own self-critical thoughts to break free from the chains of self-hatred, to see the deep truth of the fact Nothing is wrong with any of us. She is now an American meditation teacher of Soto Zen Buddhism. Meet Sid. Sidney Banks was born in Scotland in 1931. He was a Scottish welder who for most of his career lived in Canada, but for all intensive purposes was very unhappy with his life and unhappy in his marriage in the 1970s. He did not have a near-death experience. Rather, when speaking with a psychologist friend who told him, you're not insecure, Sid, you just think you are, Sid had a spontaneous realization that transformed his life and his marriage. Not only did he and his wife stay happily married until he passed away in 2009, but he began traveling the world teaching psychologists psychiatrists, and other mental health professionals about the human mind in order to spread a message of happiness, hope, and inner peace. People even showed up at his doorstep asking for advice and help. All of this from a working class guy with only a ninth grade education. Meet Anita. Anita Morajani was born in 1959 in Singapore and was raised mostly in Hong Kong. Anita experienced a miraculous recovery from cancer, coming out of a coma and experiencing total healing. What she shares in her book, Dying to Be Me, which details her life, illness, and healing, is that until her near-death experience, she didn't realize how much she was living in fear. She didn't realize how authentic she was and how harsh she had been on herself. Here's an excerpt from her book where she is reflecting on her life during her near-death experience. Why, oh why, have I always been so harsh with myself? Why was I always beating myself up, 
Why was I always suppressing my own intelligence and creativity to please others? I betrayed myself every time I said yes when I meant no. Why have I violated myself by always needing to seek approval from others just to be myself? Why haven't I followed my own beautiful heart and spoken my truth? Why don't we realize this when we're in our physical bodies? How come I never knew that we're not supposed to be so tough on ourselves? And so I invite you today to get curious about what is the common denominator in these three inspiring stories of transformation. And I'll give you a hint. They didn't all meditate. The people from these examples had different childhoods. They came from different parts of the world, made different amounts of money, were different genders, and didn't all eat healthy. So what is it? What is that X factor that allowed a true sustainable transformation to occur in the lives of these three people? What is the common denominator? Wow. Here's what Kimberly Lewis shares. They all had someone or a situation making them realize their own self-worth and making them think very deeply inward about themselves, causing them to be grateful for who they were. Maria Vandenberg shares, For me, I see it as they were open to allow themselves to experience a shift in their own perspective. Jennifer Nichols shares, they all realized they had the power within to change. It just took something outside themselves to make them realize it was all they're doing. It was all there along. Nice. Mallory Jackson shares, self-love and acceptance of one's self. I feel like they, as most of us do, lost sight in themselves and were unable to see it clearly. When they take moments to stop and ask the simple question, why do I feel this way? We are often able to dig deeper into our truths and see more than what we have fixated on. Marva Midkiff shares, all three had reached a level of suffering that forced them to take a deep look at who they were being, the thoughts and the feelings that led them there and made the decisions, the decision to change. In two of the cases, death was the alternative. For Sid, the potential loss was enough. All three, when faced with severe consequences, were able to tap into their own divine intelligence. 
to heal and then serve others with knowledge they had gained. Rudy shares they couldn't see in the dark. Then came their light bulb moment. By reflecting, they all then went on to help others change their lives with their new knowledge. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for sharing. <coughs> that is sweet. Okay, I'd agree with pretty much all that. That's awesome. That resonates, I should say. Our mantra for the day is curiosity is the classroom. Curiosity is the classroom. Okay, so we have a couple case studies, science studies that show that curiosity really does help us learn better. And um, we've got one coming from Scientific American. Curiosity prepares, prepares the brain for better learning by Daisy Uhas. There's a link to that. I'm not going to read it. And then we have something from the state of curiosity. Uh, something from, well, I guess I'll just put a link. I'll put the link to this in the notes. I'll put a link to the day of the course and you'll be able to get all of the rest of this from there. Our quote for the day is from Walt Disney. He says, we keep moving forward opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Oh, Mr. Walt. Okay. We've got a journal prompt. If you have a journal nearby, something to write on, something to doodle with or spaciousness in your headspace to do some mental journaling. Probably take a few minutes to reflect on a couple of words and write down some answers. So I'm gonna take a sip of water. Feel free to grab what you need. Thank you for joining. If you're sitting here listening to drink water, thank you for the space. Thank you for being, showing up and going through this with me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Okay. So if you have your journal, I got my... Take a few minutes to reflect on the words potential and possibilities. Go ahead and write those two words down. Potential and possibilities. 
Okay. And don't censor yourself or look for right answers. Just allow yourself to free write. These two words, just getting curious about what these two words really mean to you. Potential, possibilities. I'll just, uh, I'll set a timer for two minutes. Go. Potential, possibilities. Wow, okay. Oh, oh, mine just ended up in a drawing, really. I have potential on one side of the page, possibilities on another side of the page, and saw how interwoven they offer expansiveness within me. And so the drawing is a heart that wraps around them both and then intertwines down below and then expands out. <clears throat> hmm. Let's see what others shared. Maria Vandenberg shares both the words potential and possibility evoke a sense of excitement within me, but I'm having a bit of difficulty figuring out the difference between the two. So I got out my journal to free form, right? What I came back to was the following potential for me is more like one situation thing 
what you have is capable of doing slash being dash the idea of what it is of what it could potentially be yes yes she didn't say yes yes that was matthew okay back to maria <clears throat> possibility for me feels a bit more expansive actually than potential potential ah, expansive there it is that was matthew again back to maria Potential feels like it is limited to particular idea, concepts, specific things, and possibility opens it up a bit more like an expansion of the possibility of the particular potential. Yes. Ha! Not sure if this makes sense. This seems to be the story of my, li of my life recently, but both words seem to open my mind and receptivity as I focus in on them and potential and possibility of what's to come. Boom! Yes, Maria! <laughs> That's totally what I landed on as well, like what I felt. Um, mm -hmm. Nice, thanks for sharing. Julia Vandenberg. Huh. To me... After a bit of reflection, potential is what one can reasonably do with one, with what one already has. Possibilities do not have to do not have to seem reasonable and are virtually limitless. Nice, <laughs> Marva Midkiff. This is the way these two words sit with me at the moment. Potential. The energy that exists outside our being that is available to, to each of us, activated through clear intention, thought, and elevated emotion. Possibility. The thought within us of what we can be, what can happen, and what can exist. All right, let's do one more. Chinasa, Chinasa, Chinasa Amadi. Chinasa Amadi. To me, potential means to become something better slash greater than what you already are. However, it insinuates that the person is limited slash not good enough as they are. That's my relationship with the word anyway. Hmm. As for possibility, I prefer it. It means anything that can happen and there are no limits. It evokes a feeling of excitement in me because it says I can create what I want. Nice. All right. Fun journaling with y'all. Fun inviting the, un uh, the unknown. We have some parting words from Amy. That's all that we have for today. I hope that got your kind of wheels rolling and got you curious. And again, I encourage you to invite the unknown, investigate what you don't know and, and even what you think you do know. And that will only continue to serve you throughout the course of this 30-day challenge and well beyond the challenge, to be honest. So I will see you again tomorrow. Until next time. Stay curious.
take care and keep rocking. <laughs> All right, that was day one of the 30 days of love challenge here with intention inspired this material is um, available online you can check it out or if you like the audio form let me know i would love to do more of these if they're appreciated it's pretty pretty straightforward for me it was just going through my session just speaking it out loud so kind of helps me stay accountable and consistent routine rhythm ritual all the good stuff so thank you thank you thank you thank you for journeying through this with me um feel free to take a moment to share some takeaways or insights from today's intention with the community um via link through your comments whatever whatever feels right through your local community who you see today share one bit of curious intention with them a nugget that you picked up that i don't know sparked some inspiration so thank you for joining me i'll see you for day two of 30 days of love which is i am humble i am humble right on <laughs>